It's no use. Everything seems to be stuck. My life's worth a try anyway. Come on, fellas. You can make it. Just listen to this. Spider-Man saves Freighter. You can't tell me the captain couldn't have brought his ship in without the help of that publicity-seeking show-off, Spider-Man. Don't get caught wasting power. Unplug cell phone, camera, and other battery chargers when charging is complete. Many electronic devices continue to use power even when you are not operating them. The amount of energy consumed by electronics in a year when they were not in use could power Whistler Blackcomb Resorts for 43 years. This Power Smart Play brought to you by BC Hydro Power Smart and CITR 101.9 FM. Welcome to The Real World on CITR 101.9 with Dora and Dama. Broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver. Today, wait, The Real World is the <laughs> UBC Film Society's radio show, in case you weren't aware. We connect uh, campus clubs and organizations through film. It's great because we like movies and we like organizations. I would say we kind of do that. Uh, we we used to. <laughs> That's like a very loose interpretation. We used of our to very show. much do it. Uh, now we just kind of talk to each other and sometimes bring friends in. And we're involved in yeah. the campus and organizing. Yeah, like in general we are involved. The real world, not so much, <laughs> but we certainly try. <laughs> And you can't yeah. say that Dora and Dama aren't involved, because they sure are. And we are the backbone of the show. Really. Oh, yeah. So essentially, the show is involved because the producers of the show are involved. And there's nothing you can say to counter yeah. that, I don't think if so. If you don't like it, you can, you can stop eat listening an apple or if something. If you want. Yeah. Or uh, please don't please don't turn off the show. Listen to us. We have so much to say. So much to say. <laughs> um, you listening is con- is us connecting to yes, campus clubs. Yes, we are connecting to campus clubs and organizations. And uh, hey, if you're not on campus listening to this, we we like to connect with the wider community. It's the community that we care about. We're all interconnected. Yeah, that's everything. Everything is connected. If you think, have you seen Dirk Gently's? Jeez. Like, have you seen Dirk Gently's uh, holistic? 
um yes detective agency yeah yeah yeah. it's so good (laughs) and it's just like okay it's this elijah wood tv show with some british detective guy who just says that everything is connected and in the end it all is that's what's so funny like his entire the entire concept of this show is just a bunch of random things thrown together and he's like it's all connected and we're like it's definitely not it's just these random things and then in the end it all comes together that's called short-sightedness. That is... That's me. I am, in fact, short-sighted. I'm wearing glasses. Thank you very much. Woo! I'm right. funny. You just listened to some quality banter. I just meant... I meant the song. Oh. <laughs> but um, yes, also quality banter. Yeah, you, so you just heard Song of Love by Cruel Sport, the amazing programmer Chrissy P's band. We're so excited because we love Chrissy P. We love Chrissy P. So shout out to Chrissy P. Hell yeah. Um, today, we are talking about movies that have drugs in them. And <laughs> I don't, I think it's like fair to the listeners for me to explain why I thought about doing this. I, one of my best friends, like, has only seen Requiem for a Dream twice in her life. And she's more than anyone. Yeah. Okay. So the first time she watched it, she was like, this movie has traumatized me. I will only watch it again at like a major milestone in my life. What? Um, So when we, so when we graduated, she was like, it's time. It's time for you to watch Requiem for a Dream for the first time. And it's time for me to relive that trauma. (laughs) So so we watched it. And it was very intense. Reckon for a Dream is just a story about, like, I think three different people who are involved in, like, three different drugs. So, like, there's uh, Jared Leto, 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 um, who is, like, at first he's just really involved with, like, weed and stuff. But then he starts, like, doing um, heroin and gets, like, really intense. But uh, it's interesting because, like, his mom wants to lose weight, so she starts, like, popping a bunch of pills that are helping her lose weight and those like within the, within the context of the movie are seen as like just as bad as heroin which i think is like a very interesting take on it and then jared leto's like best friend is also like somehow involved in things and he starts dealing too so it gets like really really complicated anyway it's a very intense movie like it's so so dramatic and like in your face about like how terrible drugs are and how they will ruin your life um very effective very effective film like all of the shots are just like oh there's this a thing that they do consistently throughout the movie is they have like i don't know like 10 second snapshots of just like really quick images of people doing some kind of drug so you have like a sound effect that goes kind of like something like that and it's just like someone snorting something someone injecting something mm-hmm. someone rolling something up someone like popping yeah. a pill um and it's all like super quick and just like shocks you um so that's wrecking for a dream i'm not actually going to talk about wrecking for a dream today because that's not what i watched for today um but what does that have to do with the milestones that has to do uh, my friend is a little messed up no no <laughs> but like did you have a milestone recently? Or were you just well, it was when we, it was when we graduated that we watched it for the first time, mm-hmm. and then uh, she has recently decided to delete WhatsApp. Um, she, uh, I should point out, she lives in Israel. One of the only ways that I can communicate with her is through WhatsApp. Why is she deleting it? Uh, because she wants to text people less. Um, and I was like, okay, we'll email you from now on. Yeah. Yeah. So recently, I emailed her, and I was just like telling her about my life and the radio show and movies and stuff and i was like man i love her and she reminds me of requiem of for a dream sometimes and i had been That's thinking horrible association. okay i don't hate that movie i don't hate oh. that movie so it's fine it's like very difficult to watch but it's not a bad it's very beautifully shot and while i don't agree with all the ideas portrayed i find it very interesting so it's not a bad association in my head so it's fine uh but i was just thinking of her so aviv please listen to my podcast sometimes that would be fun <laughs> now that dama can't whatsapp you she will she's going to talk through the radio through the real world on CITR email and the real world on citr 101.9 aviv if you want to know what i'm doing if you want to gossip, you have to call in. You have to call in internationally. Oh it's what you have gosh. to do. I'm sorry. It's the only way. Call me from Israel. I love you so much and I miss you. 
<laughs> WhatsApp is deleted and the world <laughs> falls apart. It's terrible. I'm so dependent on technology for my friendships. So that speaks to a wider issue in society, which I think we need to tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I am intense. Speaks to increasing globalization. Yeah. You just gotta gotta figure it out. Anyway. That's why I like I just thought about Requiem for a Dream and I was like, ooh, that's a really intense drug movie. Like very anti-drug, very let's talk about how it's not just like hard drugs that are drugs that affect people's lives. Um and I was like, but that is so not the only kind of genre. Uh like drama, intense drama is not the only genre that tackles drug abuse. So I was like, whoa, let's Let's figure out what else tackles drug abuse. We've done, yeah. We've done um, a stoner episode in the past. So this is kind of um, like feeding off of that, but just like we're not sticking exclusively to marijuana in this episode. Um, And yeah, I just thought like it was interesting how we have this whole like stoner genre, which tends to be comedy, tends to be like a bunch of dudes not really knowing what's happening because they're smoking weed all day. Um, but then interesting take. Always. Always me with the interesting the social takes. commentary is oh. just like... Just phenomenal. It's just really valuable, I think. We mm-hmm. need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, need, so, you know what? They need more platforms. Yeah, really. please. Please. So I just think Infused it's interesting that you have voice. like this entire genre that is just like weed movies that are all kind of like pretty similar even though like a lot of them are so funny like there's a lot that I very much stand by and I think they're great. Um but you have that genre and then you have Requiem for a Dream type movies that just like mess you up cuz they're like never do a drug again or you your life will be ruined. Um and you have some in between. So I thought that that would be an interesting topic to cover today. Yeah. So, what genres, kind of specifically, were you, did you have? Because also, Dama um, put just drug movies <laughs> in the doc, and I was like, "What I does wanted, that mean?" I wanted it to be as open as possible, Dora. I watched two very different movies. Okay, cool. Um, so I think that's like kind of why I just left it very open because I was just like, I just want to, wa- I don't want to be limited by like just drama or just comedy or mm-hmm. anything. Like anything that has drugs as kind of the centerpiece um can can go i believe in equality of movies if they have drugs in them for this for this episode specifically so what did you watch i watched two okay two very different movies one of them is like coming of age comedy type deal dazed and confused um oh i hate that movie I have thoughts. I have many thoughts. I'm just going to put this out there before Dumb was on. Daisy Confused, probably the most misogynistic movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, 100%. 100%. How is this a classic? I'm shocked. I'm very confused. <laughs> I am dazed and confused. <laughs> <laughs> comedy! <laughs> comedy! Yeah, Real World is actually now just a stand-up <laughs> comedy routine by Dama Kuretch. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're going to have to deal with it until I make it big time. Bo Burnham, hit me up. Comedy Central Bo Burnham is going to be your all like, go-to. Like. I love Bo Burnham with That's my so entire funny. heart. Dumb I love him very so serious. There, there are tears. <laughs> I love him so much. Okay, so what was your other movie? My other movie was uh, Blow, the 2001 yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny Depp movie. Fun film sock history that is really only relevant to me. Okay, that's fair. Um, my first year of being in the film society, I was in the like club room. Like I walked in, very fresh freshman, was like, "Okay, I'm gonna make friends now." Um, and Joey, one of the old executives, was just sitting on the couch watching Blow, and I was like, "I need to leave." <laughs> This is not for me. I was freaked. It was just, first of all, it was just one person who was a lot older than me, so I was, like, already freaked. And then they were watching this Johnny Depp cocaine movie, and I was like, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. Yeah, 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 That's just a good... I I almost watched that movie, but then I was like, no, I I can't can't confuse the connections and associations that I have with it. (laughs) That's funny. That's fair. Thank you. So, uh... Do you want to tell me what you watched, or should I do mine first? Yeah, um, I watched um, Train Spotting. Oh, nice. I almost watched Train Spotting. Classic. I love Train Spotting. A lot like 
kind of Requiem for a Dream, and that is just, like, very dramatic. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's, like, way more nuanced in how it handles addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched a bunch of uh, anti-drug PSAs. Yes! Okay, I watched uh, I watched uh, Reefer Madness, too. I forgot to say that. I didn't watch the entire Reefer Madness. I didn't watch all of it, but I watched a lot of clips of it. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm, yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Um, Trainspotting is a classic, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The anti-drug PSAs, I think, were, like, pretty laughable. Was it, like, the dare ones? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I think... Uh, um, quick comment about, like, the dare anti-drug things. Um, effective? I <laughs> oh, that's... They're laughing because it was very ineffective. It was great. Um, I, dare is supposed to, like, stand for something. I don't remember. But, like... I don't know. It's something. Uh, but then... They use the acronym and then they're like, dare to say no to drugs. Dare to resist drugs and alcohol. Oh, yeah. So, Oh, I know. I'm yeah. like fully in the dare system. Yeah, 100%. So they just got like this cohort of kids and kind of like indo- tried to indoctrinate them into this like, we will never do drugs. We're so straight edge and it's cool. Uh, there, was, there were shirts. There were caps there were other kinds of merch just everywhere <laughs> they were on the merch train oh they yeah had their finger on the pulse of the merch people mm-hmm. and i think it's really funny because most of those kids ended up like doing so many drugs of course. yeah and often while wearing their dare shirts there's like a bunch of there's a whole like subreddit i think uh dedicated to like kids that were in dare like talking about like the stuff that they were doing and there's like so many just like meme pictures of the dare to say no to drugs shirt like people wearing it while like smoking weed or doing coke or something and i'm like this is i love it when government projects just backfire disastrously yeah it's It's just like oh you don't know what you're doing yeah 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 it's a fun time it's good i'm into it but before we get into that oh yeah um, we're going to play a song recommended by the lovely Dama. Yes. Okay. Shout out to my parents. They went to Cuba for like their honeymoon, whatever, not honeymoon, um, like anniversary, or whatever? anniversary of being married a long time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, you know what? It's been a long time. <laughs> we have to celebrate it. Uh, and they just came back and they were like, we saw, we saw this guy at a bar and he had cool music. And then I, they, proceeded to make me listen to this man for three hours and i loved every second of it it does that count as a long time or three um, hours of the same artist (laughs) it should be longer is what i think so we're gonna listen to are you gonna celebrate that anniversary of just listening to (laughs) yeah for a really long time oh yeah of course just a really long time (laughs) okay so this is uh milan kundera by Frank Delgado. We'll talk more about it after the break. And you're listening to The Real World on CTR 101.9 FM. Ya yo te olvidé, ya te di piso, tu guagua se fue. Así que no cantes el himno soviético en mi cabaret. Devuelve la llave que en Praga tú sabes ya no hay primavera. Espero que te quede buena voz. 
boca de una puta vez. Y ve a la bodega a ver si se te pega la cuota del mes. Ya yo te metí, me caso contigo el año pasado. Porque el año que viene te extrañé. ¿Cómo se llama? Del reino de Superman Ya nadie habla de Milán Ni de Pello el Afrocan Ya nadie habla de Milán Que los 10 millones van Ya nadie habla de Milán Eso decía la Juseplan Ya nadie habla de Milán Ni de Otto ni de Hassan Ya nadie habla de Milán De Lazarito de Lian Ya nadie habla de Milán Que tremendo Sometimes it seems like the only thing you can count on in life is the fact that Mint Records will always have an Xmas party and always have it ridiculously early. This year, join Woolworm, Needles and Pins, Jay Arner, Supermoon, Calarisa, and Dumb at the Astoria on December 2nd for music, presents, and Xmas fun. I have a right to safety, I have a right to education, I have a right to my culture. Kids like me need to know about child rights and earlier age what to do about it. Today, the Canadian Council of Child and Youth Advocates asks you to make every day a day to stand up for children's rights in your life. If you are a young person who needs the help of an advocate, you can also find the advocate for your own province listed on cccya.ca. We are back on The Real World on CITR 101.9 with Dora and Dama broadcasting live from the unceded Musqueam territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver. You just listened to Frank Delgado's Milan Condera. Uh, we are talking about drug movies today. Very generally, any movie that have drug, any movies that have drugs as a somewhat central part of their plot. Um, quick uh note about why i thought it was still appropriate to play this song uh on our show not that we don't need to justify our music choices first of all i just like this song. no we don't i just like this song but something i noticed in when i was watching blow the johnny depp movie about cocaine that like the the the, the drugs they always come from spanish-speaking countries oh <laughs> i was thinking about this the other day it's always it's always like Oh, we need drugs. Let's, let's go to go, Colombia. Let's go to Col- which, which one, one of you Venezuela? speaks Spanish? Yeah. That was like a literal line in the movie. It was like, okay, so we need to we need to get straight to the provider or we're never going to get any any like a good prices for it. this was when they were still just selling weed. Um they were like, do any of you speak Spanish? And then they go down to Mexico and find like find weed and start selling it. Um so it's like 
obviously, it's a stereotype for a reason. Latin America is plagued by, like, drug cartels, and it sucks. Um, I just thought it was funny that, like, it was generally, like, in most movies that I've seen about, like, drug trafficking, there's there's always, there's always the one, at least, the one Spanish-speaking plug that that's how you, like, get your drugs in the first place. Um, when really it's, like, it's not only Latin America, like, you can get drugs from a lot of other places. I, like new people that were always talking about like oh we should you should go to germany to get weed and i'm like why would you go to germany to get weed whatever um but yeah it's like one of the one of the big (laughs) things in these movies is like they always go for the latin american plug which like makes sense because you're also like connected to them in the continent and it's normally about like american drug trafficking rather Mm -hmm. than in europe i wonder this is actually really interesting i wonder if um european uh drug traffickers like get their get their stuff somewhere else like yeah the main source is still latin america or if they go for somewhere i would assume that it's not um i do know that they're like this is like i don't know a lot about it but i do know that there are like poppy fields and stuff that's what i was thinking middle east and like spaces like that so i wouldn't be surprised if like that happened yeah and i also was doing some research on um like like i was reading about like the muslim immigration crisis in the eu yeah and it was like no the people who are like actually have might have connections to the um to isis or whatever i don't like that's so like yeah provocative or whatever but um they aren't like working at a grocery store like Mm -mm -mm -mm. they like aren't like integrated into western society they're like tight-knit isolated communities that usually sell drugs and like do like like are engaged in illegal non-mainstream activities so they aren't on the radar you can find them yeah (laughs) they are not going to be hiding as like drugstore attendants no they're not not like tim in accounting you know no 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 but whatever yeah so uh that's why we played a, a song in spanish Deal and also with we it. like we really liked it yeah i just really like that song there's a lot of frank delgado that i love um back mm-hmm. to our main topic well we we had a, an interesting we segue it. Yeah. it was it's still about drugs which i think is relevant um before i even okay i'm gonna i'm sorry i'm gonna go into my movie and then i'm going to speak about what i want to in relation to the movie hit me with so, it first of all uh dazed and confused is a movie made in the 90s about the 70s. So this happens in the 70s, and it, there's a lot of drug use. Blow, made in the 2000s, about the 70s. Like, funny. The 70s were very drug-ridden. That is that is what I've come... I thought mm. it was a stereotype. I will also say, though, I think that is a stereotype. Yeah, Like, okay. it's, like, a pretty safe... Um, because, like, the 60s, it was, like, too violent. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was, like, a lot of, like civil unrest and like war and then the 70s it's like the hippies were able to be like wow no they're actually drug addicts like i don't know if you know this quote but richard nickinson's i hate that quote i know say it say it i dare you um i don't this is like paraphrasing but it was like his head of his head of like um not promotions, I'm thinking exec terms. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the person that does all... Secretary of State or something. Yeah, oh, no, but no, 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 no. Like, the, ad- the propaganda person, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but he was like, yeah, by being able to associate black communities with heroin mm-hmm. and... Um, Hispanic communities with mm, No, leftists, like, the hippies with marijuana. Oh, okay. They were right. able to, like, socially demonize them and then arrest them and then yeah like with administration yeah was able to like push forward a bunch of conservative legislation i hate it so much which is evil yeah i've seen another reason why i wanted to do an episode on drugs is like i feel like i'm pretty knowledgeable about like issues in drugs and like how they have been socialized i'm really interested in that topic especially Mm -hmm. like i do a lot of psych classes so addiction is really fascinating to me um but like the more I get into the legislation of, like, drugs, the more it angers me. Yeah. Because so much of it is just extreme corruption and, like, using scare tactics, essentially, to, like, 
convince people that like don't know any better because that's how they've been like socialized um that like stuff is like much worse or much better than it Mm -hmm. actually is it's just i don't like that people can use the law to like push misinformation yeah and demonize that's communities also around the 70s is when um there was like the war on drugs yeah like, started yeah. yeah so like suddenly Thanks it was Nixon. like a total like this is an epidemic like this is like compromising the social it was a fabric. fabrication that's like oh, well, it, yeah it's it was 100 percent fabricated and i'm like what you can't just lie to people why can you just lie to? why is that allowed that's something that, like baffles me to this day i feel like i'm a very naive person because i just assume that people are honest most of the time and then sometimes under like certain circumstances they lie it's like that's actually not how it is like most people are lying to you most of the time and then sometimes you'll have like honesty peek in and i'm like what i like i know that i'm saying this as if i'm very self-aware um i still believe that most people that are just telling the truth especially people in power especially people in power i'm like of course you're not going to be working against my best interests of course you're like doing right things i was like no so much of the time people are just bad it's very upsetting to me yeah so that that's my thoughts on the 70s um (laughs) just as a time yeah yeah just like so many movies about the 70s in general like they always got to include that that drug use because like let's be real it was a thing that was happening um so or it was a thing that people were thinking was happening and were suddenly aware was happening yeah exactly so i i just thought it was interesting to point that out but let's go into dazed and confused classic coming of age film uh, this I'm, film should be burned. Okay, I'm very confused by this movie. Um, it's, from what I understand, a piece of just intense 90s nostalgia for the 70s mm-hmm. that, like, portrays the, this American high school um, on the last day of school, so right when summer starts, and you have, like, the seniors, or the incoming class of seniors, um, and you have the incoming class of freshmen, and they go crazy because it's the last day of school so like the seniors are hazing the freshmen and there's like a party that they're supposed to go to really intensely yeah, like really traumatic okay, hazing. yeah like i need to understand if this is real life i need to i like, think it is is that actually and how the, it goes yeah and the weird thing well i don't think it does anymore but the other weird thing is like i remember this scene i watched this movie like about maybe like six months ago or something yeah. there's a scene where um an older female character is speaking to a younger female character and she's like i know it sucks but like it'll be so worth it and the yeah. girl's like oh okay. i guess so and then it's supposed to be like a wholesome like and it's like oh or you could not torture that human yeah, you know no, no, it's crazy it's crazy so i'm i'm looking at it i'm watching this movie and it's clearly supposed to be a nostalgic piece but they're doing these like really traumatic things to young kids and i'm thinking like why is this a nostalgia thing like yeah. why are why is this portrayed as like a thing that's like well, normal and okay it's like the, did you know they came out with a sequel what they came out with a sequel called like some everyone's gotta have it or someone's gotta have it and it's about one of the main characters goes to college and like it's on a baseball team uh-huh. and it's just it like is like what i find so baffling about it this is like has nothing to do with drugs but like it's like a really in my brain unaware and like un like just like oblivious like condoning of um hyper masculine harmful behavior yeah and like objectifying female-bodied people and like being like yeah it's if you like get really drunk and like are really aggressive you're really cool and it's like actually like the things that you think are like really good are really harmful and bad like objectively bad yeah and like you do not seem to know that and like it is like a nostalgia piece because they the creators of this film are not critical of the harm and trauma that they participate in yeah and think that like the structures that exist are the best structures even though like clearly they're not so do you think that was like I think he's a a, a, a realistic you think it was a realistic look at what life high school life in the 70s was Mm -hmm. and I think that the creator of this film is like a really undeveloped person okay yeah because like I'm 
not from North America, so I wasn't... I look at a lot of these, like, all-American pieces, and I'm always wondering, like, is this a piece of nostalgia that is, like, definitely exaggerating everything? That's part or of is why this actually how it was? It's a classic because it's... People are like, oh, that's just like when I was growing up. Yeah, okay. That makes no sense to me. So this entire movie is just bizarre. It's just so, so bizarre because... You and get not, this- like, in a fun, druggy way. Yeah. In a, like... How like, are these the choices you're making? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the way that drugs come into this is just, like, they smoke weed the entire time. Like, I was told that there was LSD in this movie. I saw no LSD in this movie. Yeah, it's also um, so tame. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just, like, lots of lots of uh, weed and alcohol is the thing. Um, and, yeah, like, the, f- the, the freshman boys get, like, paddled. Like, yeah. the, the, f- the opening scene is just, like the um, one of the one of the seniors in woodshop making his paddle so that he can hunt down the freshmen and And paddle them them. like why is why are you wasting your time on this is something i don't understand yeah because they're sad people like instead of being at a cool party you are out hunting freshmen so you can paddle them it's like this weird culture that i don't fully understand um Ben Affleck is in this movie, and he's, like, the big paddler guy. He, like, really wants to paddle all of the guys. Uh, And I'm just like, I don't understand why that makes you cool. Like, that character, to me, looked pathetic the entire time. But in the context of the movie, he was supposed to be, like, a a pretty cool guy. And I'm like, I I don't fully understand how that's a thing i don't understand how people watch this movie yeah. i like honestly don't know how people can sit through it I'm, i got- like, i found it interesting because i'm like what is Ugh. this look into this completely foreign world to me but it was just so weird so difficult to watch like a lot of uh, while the um, the boys get paddled the girls get like Oh, he's in such a humiliating way. Yeah. Like, first of all, they like s- the senior girls stick all of the freshmen into different uh, like trunks in cars and have them uh, wear pacifiers. They're like, yeah. "Ooh, babies, babies, babies," and I'm like, "Okay, like that's bad, but that's like tame-ish." Um, then they like take them out to the schoolyard and like, first of all, m- make them like lay down on the ground yeah. and like beg to for mercy, whatever. Then they like just throw a bunch of flour and like ketchup and mustard on them and then they force these girls to propose to senior boys in like such a demeaning terrible terrible way so like one of the girls ends up like being asked to propose to like one of the really really sleazy guys on the football team and he just starts like completely objectifying her like she's a child she's a child she's 14 she is a child she potentially 13 yeah and and this guy, this senior, was just being so gross about it. And then there's another guy that is like, oh, like, stand up. Like, you don't need to do that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like, there's some decency portrayed at least. But, like, I don't know, so gross. But also that guy was like a, he was like a nerd, right? Yeah, like, of course, only, like, if you're cool, you, like, objectify and try to hook up with a child that is five years younger than and you. And that guy, like, became... The nerd guy, like, turns out to be, like, actually kind of, like, weird. Or, like, a little, se- like, mm. there are, like, hints of sexism in the end. Like, that's how I remember it. Um, When I watched it, I didn't see that. Okay. Um, cool. The way that I saw it, I was, like, a little weirded out by him because the the girl that proposed to him, like, ends up, like, liking him and wanting to, like... Yeah, no, it's a little, like, oh, um, he treated her so... It's kind of like a he, nice guy yeah, triumph Yeah, exactly. Thing. Like, it shouldn't have been that way. Like, him treating her like a decent human being shouldn't be something that impressed her so much that she fell in love with him. Yeah. But um, it was... What I found was sweet about it was that, like, while um, a lot of the other freshman girls ended up, like, actually hooking up with the seniors, um, this guy just, like took her to her house and like kissed her goodnight and left so i'm like cool you didn't force yourself on this child thank you thank you for not forcing yourself on a child but well how are the drugs yeah so like it's called dazed and confused because suppose like it's supposed to be a thing about like oh you're dazed and confused because you're on so many drugs right now it's like you're not you're, you're like, not on that you're like you drank two beers and smoked a joint like yeah. calm down um <laughs> but also because high school we're not condoning excessive drug use yeah no please um <laughs> but 
it's like also because the high school is such a dazing and confusing experience. So like I I don't know. I went into this movie thinking that it was going to be a lot more about the drugs. I thought that it was yeah. like because it's marketed as like yeah, it's marketed as like a huge drug movie. So I was like, nothing. cool, let's do it. And it was really like not that much about the drugs. Only it's about the these kids like being humiliated and then like having a really fun time at this party. Um, and then they they smoke weed while they do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. So that's that's dazed and confused. I have many thoughts. It's very v- kind of disturbing. Um, but we're going to play a song now. Yeah, we're gonna play "When You're Lonely" by Rooney Sia off of Orbit Thorns EP. I just found them today. They're really really talented um, R and B artists from Montreal. Ooh. So enjoy that. You're listening to the Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. We'll be right back. You put pressure on me Anywhere you want to be I was always there for you Undeniably Time over and time again You shut me out Thought I was your girl I kept it with you But you was fake with me As I closed my eyes I saw thinking things Is this a When I close my eyes, only you I see With another girl that is killing me I am your girl, but only when you're lonely If I was to bounce, that is when you'd want me I am your girl, but only when you're lonely You say it's not the same My heart got broken, or my heart got open Repeatedly, you said you needed me, you cheated me I'm tired of being all alone, since you won't call me on the phone I've got it all together now, I'm gone As I close my eyes, I start thinking things Is this a real love? And all that it brings When I close my eyes Only you I see With another girl That is killing me I am your girl But only when you're lonely If I was to bounce That is when you'd want me I am your girl But only to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. Tune in Sundays from 9 till 10 p.m. for bootlegs and b-sides with your host, Doran, for the finest in soul, dubstep, ghetto funk, and electro. Hello, and welcome back to The Real World on CITR 101.9 with Dora and Dama, broadcasting live from the unceded Musqueam Territory. On UBC campus in Vancouver, you just listened to When You're Lonely by Ronnie Sia. Yes. Uh, we just talked about Dazed and Confused and how Dazed 
and confused. I'm using the joke again. That's okay. I'll, I'll double dip. Um, <laughs> by how this that carrot is does not have enough hummus <laughs> on it yet. Oh no. Um. So yeah, we we don't understand why it's a thing, but you know that's it's there. So we talked about that. Uh, Dora, do you want to talk about one of your movies before? I- yeah. Yeah. Um. So I watched train spotting yeah let's do it um i love this movie i think it's absolutely gorgeous um i kind of think of it as like an infinitely better you haven't seen Wrecking for a dream so yeah, you're not no, allowed to comment on that but i think i can because um i first learned about Wrecking for a dream um my high school boyfriend was like i'm watching that with my mom this weekend and i was like okay cool and he was like I'm really scared. <laughs> like, that movie is really intense. And I was like, okay, weird. And then um, every person I know who has ever seen that movie has been like, that movie makes me feel awful. That movie makes me feel so bad. And also the way that you were describing it kind of earlier as like, a, don't do drugs. Basically. Like, I know I haven't seen it, but addiction is so much more than that like addiction is an illness Mm -hmm. and like it's not like it's not easy it's not as easy as like just don't do it no yeah um i want to clarify like they they do portray addiction in a way that i think is pretty interesting uh it's not just like don't do them like the people that are uh addicts in the movie aren't just being told to not do them i think the mess overall message of the movie is look at how drugs have messed up these people's lives yeah so like if you are a young person that has not started doing drugs, don't do them. So that's what I meant by it's a movie that's just like, don't do that's drugs. Fair. It's just like very aggressively showing you all of the bad things that come with addiction. Although, like, I don't think that that, that feels more like a propaganda piece than, like, a film to me. That's like, fair. I like train spotting because I think the overall message isn't don't do drugs. Yeah, I don't think they're there's any like yeah they're trying to push it's just just like like a story yeah it's a really gorgeous narrative yeah um and tell me what it's about oh yes 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 i will um so it's about ewan mcgregor who was a man with a very heavy scottish accent yep um who is addicted to heroin and um it just kind of documents his life um and his dealing with his addiction and how his family reacts to it and his um attempts to like get off of it and like fix his life up um and stuff like that yeah so i think it is like a pretty uplifting story mm-hmm. ultimately um the things that stuck out stuck out to me um and still stick out to me are the depictions of getting high mm. um it's like the kind of like drug induced um I don't want to say hallucinations because you don't hallucinate when you're on heroin. Mm. But the drug-induced, like, um, almost, like, collapsing yeah, um, that this character goes through is gorgeous. The first, like, the beginning of the movie is when he, like, it opens with him. He hasn't had a hit in, like, a really long time. Mm. And he drops his phone in, like, a really, really dirty um, toilet in a bar or something. And then he gets like sucked into the toilet and is mm. like sw- kind of swimming around um in like water which is like pretty gorgeous mm. um and then the other one that sticks out is like he's lying on a carpet and he's been sober for a while and he takes a little he like does heroin um and then like sinks into this hole and the carpet kind of like yeah. comes with him um yeah yeah, I really like that about train spotting. Uh, one of my favorite parts of train spotting is how, like, you were saying it talks about, like, the nuances of addiction and how complicated it is. Um, the character, like, has so many times when he tries to get off heroin yeah. and fails incredibly. Um, and a lot of it, I think, is about, like, the people that he's hanging out with. Yeah. Which I think is, like, so important and often doesn't get talked about. Like there's a whole community that comes with doing drugs especially when you're addicted and very very dependent yeah. on it and once like you reach a point where you've only surrounded yourself with these people it becomes very difficult because it's also like how you socially yeah interact like there's this people. one character who didn't who started out not doing drugs yeah. not doing heroin and then ultimately started doing it because he was hanging out with these people yeah. more um and then died yeah like 
yeah so it's like i think it was really interesting that they brought the group aspect of it because often yeah. addiction is thought of as like an individual yeah. issue that you just need to work through on your own but it's scary to not be to like be sober because yeah. that you're cutting off all of your friends yeah. Yeah. you're isolating yourself mm-hmm. completely yeah um which is like really fascinating yeah um there is a little bit of the um like kind of provocative like wow drugs are so bad yeah because like um, a movie isn't gonna try and portray drugs as being okay yeah <laughs> I, r- I mean like at least heroin yeah um the one that like really gets me is there's a baby that dies yeah that's, that's always the one that gets people yeah it's a big one yeah. for sure yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah um but yeah i, I really love this movie have I- you seen train spotting too I haven't either. I really want to. You should watch it. We should watch it. I what do you think of a real world event where we watch Train Spotting 2? We do a live, live real world episode while Dora and Dama watch Train Spotting 2. Just I film ourselves, watch, er, record ourselves watching Train Spotting 2. Live reaction. Very good. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. Quality radio content. You're welcome. Someday. <sighs> Someday. Um, yeah. Yeah, Trainspotting. Trainspotting is fantastic. Yeah. And it's based on a book. Um, it's, I actually <gasps> think it fits. It is? Well. Yeah, my mom got me the book for my birthday last How year. How did I not know this? Honestly, I don't know. It's pretty shocking to me. I'm garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I saw this meme the other day. This is a very quick side note. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. of a, um, it was like a, it said like, me, when, when I, what I mean when I call myself trash. And then a picture of like, a holographic like a or a chrome garbage can that was like all shiny <laughs> oh love it you're a chrome i actually have that garbage can i'm so glad i didn't make the meme though oh. um oh. <laughs> disappointing um i know but it's based on a book um that actually follows like a bunch of people oh and they choose the the character um in this film isn't actually i would say the main character of the book oh, wow. um he's just kind of um a sentient character like he he's in a bunch of different parts of it like he, like that's it's it's the book is more about like the community that's really actively engaging with like like doing heroin yeah and this character is like he fades in and out a lot because mm. he is consistently trying to get off of yeah. it um and so i think it's really cool that they chose that narrative yeah. to pursue that's so cool just like in general regarding um what i was saying before about like how the 70s and like um that's a lot of what's portrayed in like american culture in terms of drugs um i think train spotting is also really interesting because i don't know a lot of movies yeah. about like european drug use uh and of course they're out there i just happened to like watch a lot of american movies yeah um so it was really interesting to see like how the culture can be different in the uk as opposed to like all of the u.s movies that i've watched but also the same yeah like so much is just consistent throughout yeah i think that like something um that i kind of wanted to touch on um with like both of our films was like or like the films and like about this in general is like um how drug culture is portrayed really um and like it's harms it's like potential benefits um and like kind of like similarly to our episode episode last year like it doesn't really discriminate against people and it like has like very similar effects like all over of like um like really not life ruining but like affecting people's like function so in days to confuse like maybe we could like argue that the hyper masculinity and misogyny in that film um are a result of the substances being used um in train spotting i mean and also, I I haven't seen Blow, but, like, I'm kind of assuming Blow, like, the effect and, like, significance of drug culture in those people's lives. Um, as a, like, I guess, like, again, like, effector. And, like, how it 
like really changes people it's very powerful like clearly it's very powerful but also something i kind of wanted to touch on like i'm glad that you watched dazed and confused because blow and train spotting and like these psas um that i watched were all very like um i don't say like exaggerated but they were very dramatic depictions of drug use um whereas like there's um that movie with Katherine Hegel and Seth Rogen, Knocked Up. Like, Seth Rogen is a really regular um, marijuana user and then also does, like, shrooms with Paul Rudd. And, like, drugs as a, um, as, like, a, as, like, as kind of like we were talking about, as, like, a social kind of glue and, like, social activity um, versus train spotting and blow and like um i almost watched scarface like as these m- modes of yeah just like really consuming substances like or like substances as like consuming of the individual versus vice versa so much read a paper on the use of the word consume and substance because <laughs> that is gold um <laughs> But it's addiction is like obviously such a complicated thing. Um, like we're saying, it's like very social, which in turn is also very, um, very much affected by the communities and historical backgrounds of the communities that these people are navigating. Um, and I also just realized this. I think it's like kind of funny that like blow and like scarface um there's a lot of wealth associated with um like the substance market um but also like very incredible poverty kind of like in train spotting like these people live in like bare wall cement apartments um and like don't live a like like economically productive life really um so versus this um the like flip side of it which is kind of like the um I don't want to get too into it but <laughs> like the wealth gap um uh, in that we we're seeing in the states and in a lot of western countries right now it's kind of a very dram- dram- dramatized example of that um where kind of corruption and um non-regulation has allowed for intense exploitation of a group by um um the supplier so like the demand the demanders um don't really have the means to do anything besides gain the supply food for thought um but that's I guess our <laughs> our um our episode on drugs. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um I'm gonna play us out with a song De Beau by Ariane Muffet, um, off of twenty two H twenty two. She's a Montreal artist, so I guess that's like Vende H Vende. <laughs> I do not speak French. But um, thank you so much for tuning in to The Real World on CATR 101.9. And shout out to Tim Allen. Because you know what? He's earned it. So enjoy Dave Radio with Radio Dave. Coming up next, um, learn all about all things film, theater, music, etc. in Vancouver. And have a lovely day. Um, If people haven't told you yet, I'm proud of you. So yeah, thanks for tuning in.